Hey, welcome to the Culture Kings Podcast, the podcast that I don't host. But it is hosted by my good friends Edgar Montplazier and Jockey Snail. Very good guys. These guys are just going to talk about pop culture, sports, you know, a lot of shit. Shit people care about. I don't know how to put it. It's like... Podcast, but like a mosh pit. And if you ask him to stop, they'll start shit. I'm talking sports to politics to back and forth. They plead the fifth. And now I'm coming back from one. Ring, ring, really big ring. Basquiat with the crowny thing. With the comedians with the clowny thing. So you better bow down as the Coach Kings. Ladies and gentlemen... What the fuck is up? Culture Kings in the building. Jackie's on the mic. Hello, my name is Edgar Montplazier. A lot of people don't know this, but I turned down an acceptance into Harvard University. Mm, I knew that. I knew that. And it shaped you into the person you are today. That's right. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a special episode. We put a voicemail line out. We said, call us. Leave us some voicemails. We'll listen to them. We'll play them on the show. We'll talk about them on the show. That's just what the fuck we did. We're going to do this in two parts, guys. You're going to get two parts of this. You're going to get this episode, and we're going to do it again for y'all asses uh, whenever the next episode drops. Like I've said many times, our podcast is 30% Chakese and I vibing, talking, mm-hmm. and 70% Chakese explaining the concept of yep. our podcast. That's what it is. <laughs> so it's going to come to your podcast app. And you're going to download it. You're going to press play. You're you going to listen. Get, you're going to get an app. You're going to get an ad around 25 minutes in. I yeah. will call for break. Then uh-huh. you'll hear an ad. There's a couple of ads. Some are from in-house. Some are from sponsors. And then some we'll come back. Some are from back. sponsors. And we get paid for those. Yeah, we do. We get paid for those. In-house ones, we just, you know, we're doing solids. We're doing solids. <laughs> please <laughs> stop explaining. <laughs> All right, y'all. Uh, we got some pretty dope-ass voicemails for y'all. Mm-hmm. I'm going... Mm-hmm. Make sure that this is working. I think it's working. Uh, let's just get right into one. Let's get right right into one. This one, I think, is uh, going to be pretty funny. Here we go. Okay. Uh, hey, y'all. Happy holidays. Uh, my name is Derek, calling from West Virginia. Um, first of all, thank you for the amazing, funny, and very insightful podcast. I love it. Um, very much looking forward to the next episode. I have a would-you-rather question. Would you rather... Pee every time you sneeze or poop your pants every time you cough. Mm. Um, and the parameters for that is uh, whatever you're expelling from your body is whatever you had in, like, your bladder or your bowels at the time. Um, uh, thank you for the amazing work, and I'm looking forward. Bye. I like that he had to say he laughed at his own poop joke, and then was yeah. like, oh, but real quick, though, but thank you, though, for everything that you do. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> he's been waiting he's been waiting so long to get that with you rather out um uh, i'm gonna have to go with sne- pee every time i sneeze i feel i have to go shit in your listen i've shit myself before and and, and most men don't want to admit this but they're boxers there's a lot of pee on there there's a lot of pee on when there. you pulling the dick back in you did a little drip yeah you, you get drippy, a little drip you drippy drippy your dick came through dripping yeah and listen there's been times where you actually get a pee spot on your pants oh yeah oh All yeah right, that shit's happened i'm not gonna lie last time on and i were here together i got a pee spot on my pants and i lied and i said i opened the sprite too fast but it was definitely <laughs> urine and Yo, she knew <laughs> have you ever done this on accident where like you think you pissing free and clear and you piss and on you your pants and you pissing yeah. on your pants <laughs> yes i have one time i did that with basketball shorts yeah and those dude. are the only things i had and i had to go to uh, urban outfitters and buy a brand new pair of basketball shorts this is the shit that really happens y'all uh so, so i think like p i've already been in that lane i can handle that. yeah i can but shitting yourself 
sucks. I cried when I shit myself. It was. I've only done it once, and I was laughing. I for me, as a kid, I laughed too hard and I shit myself. Okay, <laughs> I was an adult. Oh man, and it was it. It is an experience that you just feel like life just kicked you in the fucking nuts. Where were you <laughs> that you shit yourself? Have cried? I never told you the story? I mean, you definitely told us the story on on air. On air, oh, yeah. Okay. When I was I was driving oh, on yes, Lakeshore yes, Drive, yes, 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 and then yes, it hit yes, me. Yes, 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 the traffic. Yes. Yeah, and then I got to my front garage. I couldn't even pull in because it was just like I gotta go. And yeah. as I'm walking on the elevator, yeah, because I lived on the top floor, this shit just start coming shit. out. And I had myself a good Yeah, no, crying. let's go pee, bro. Pee, yeah, yeah whatever. Pe- people pee themselves all the time. Yeah. Now, now, now there is here's here's something a caveat too. Yeah. Both of these would suck because we 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 just explained little drips and drops yeah, and shit. But he said it's whatever's it's whatever's in your, your bladder. bladder. So every time you sneeze, your bladder is is gonna suck. And I drink nothing but sprites and Arnold Palmers, which <laughs> are, as everyone knows, what my friend used to call pee stretchers. Like uh, uh, they make you pee a lot. They do, man. They do. So both of these motherfuckers gonna suck. But That's I'm right. going peeing and sneezing. Uh, I forgot what his name was, but thank you. It was you. Derek from West Virginia. Derek from West Virginia. A shout out. Shout out to Mountaineers. you. Mountaineers. Is that the, the mascot for the West Virginia football team? I have no idea. Well, I know that their colors, I believe, are purple and gold. Okay. Like like a LA team? Am I correct? The Mountaineers? Shout out. I don't know if you went there, but hey, shout out. Mm-hmm. What? What is like a Mountaineer? If- I believe I it is a soldier who, in the mountains. Yeah, somebody who does something with the mountains. I'm pretty sure it has some connection to the Confederate Army. It would would there be anybody who would choose poop? I can't see any. Not only I feel like I think, here's why I almost did pick poop, and I'll tell you why. I sneeze more than I cough. Well, yes, exactly. Which I feel like also a cough I can hold in. Yeah, like a sneeze is hard. A to sneeze hold is hard in. to hold. A in. sneeze is hard. You even if you peeing. do the banana trick. What's the banana trick? Where you say banana right before you sneeze, sometimes it stops it. I've done it a few times and it's worked. Like mm-hmm. when you feel it coming, you go banana. And it stops it? Mm-hmm. I've never heard that in my life. It's something I learned uh, in high school from I a wish cute girl. I, could, I wish I can voluntarily sneeze so I can try it. Well, then if you were voluntarily doing it, you'd be in control. Oh, that's very true. It's the purpose. You guys, Wikipedia says a mountaineer is somebody who has the profession of walking. That's a trash definition. Yeah, I don't like that definition. At all. Uh, I'm very upset. I'm sure. I mean, how long is that page? <laughs> Not that long. I think you keep saying that there's more. <laughs> <laughs> what an there awfully to, passive aggressive way to say there has there's to be more, more than that. <laughs> how long is that page? It's one sentence and then it lists the athletic teams that have it. Oh, okay. Well, then that's pretty trash. Then I apologize for assuming that it had to do something with the Confederacy. Derek, I apologize to your state. The state of West Virginia is a very five, very fun five-minute drive on the highway. <laughs> it is. I'm not. Everyone knows it's one of the shortest states to drive through. Love it. I'm not shitting on them. It's just true. Let's do this. In one. terms of highways, let's get a new one. Let's get a new one. Let's get a fucking new one. Long live coal. I'm sorry. Here's uh, here's one. Here's one for us. What's up, guys? I think it's sweet. You guys are. Giving people an opportunity to be on the show and add to the show with something that they think is cool for you guys to talk about. It's sweet you guys are giving this opportunity. Um, my thing is I think you guys should discuss the topic of uh, 
front wipers to back wipers. Um, <laughs> girls kind of don't really have an option. They kind of have to be back wipers, but me and my friends were talking about this the other day. Some guys are out here holding their balls with one hand and wiping from from the backside forward. I think that's crazy. It doesn't make any sense to me, but apparently there's a lot of guys out here doing it. So I think that's something you guys should talk about. Also, I don't understand why so many guys are having a problem finding Sophie. I found her the first day I listened to you guys. She's right there. And if you can't tell it's her, her name is in her profile. And that's not enough. He's also got tons of pictures of Anderson, so it gave it away. <laughs> All those other guys, I just do this. All right, peace. Well, you know, uh, I think it's safe to say that we're doing a lot better work for the world than the oldest racist. <laughs> um, uh, I've never heard of this front wipe with him before because when he was talking about it, I thought he was talking about cars, and I was like, this is very silly. Yeah, but he's, he's talking, talking about, about wiping your ass. I, I don't know why that would I be hard for. Went cars. I guess it would be hard for women to do because the chances of getting poop in their vagina is a lot higher. Is that why he said it would be hard but, for women so to do? What, so you're because you know you go from taint up, right? I right. assume unless you go from bottom of your butt down. No, no, you no. You go from taint up, correct? No, no, no. Yeah, I go taint up. Taint up. Yeah. I think what he's saying is that there are some people who lift up their balls and go <laughs> from top of the butt. Through the taint. Yeah, no, that's weird. And it comes out the other, or either way, like they're coming, they're coming from under the leg. Yeah, I've done that before. I've really? gone from under the leg, but I still go from taint to like ass. How? How could you do that? Because get up and show me. I I will. Get up and I show do. Me. I do stand up when I do it. Yeah, come. Uh, I mean, you should. So I go like this, and uh-huh. then I'll just like wipe and then drop. But that's what he's saying. That's front wiping. Because that's not from taint up. You just went from the bottom of your butt to your But taint. I don't bring the shit to my balls. That's why he said I'm that you lift in, the balls. I'm going, right. But, and then you're, you're exiting going the right before way. the taint, you're saying. Yes. Get up and stand up and yeah. do it. Show yeah. me your ass. Turn Time around. Out. We need to address something else, too. You said that's how you should do it when you stand up. No, you're, no, no. You're a stand-up wiper? No, I'm I mean, a big stand-up wiper. You're I not a stand-up twister? I stand up and wipe. My ass is sting. I don't stand up all the way. You trying to get your hand wet? No, but I'm not trying to squeeze squeeze the poop between my butt cheeks. No, don't worry mostly, about that. Don't mostly, worry about that. Okay. Don't worry about that. I mostly do this. Taint up. This is this. Taint but up. But I also have a bidet, so I, when I have to wipe, I have to fucking like go right so here to get- So you're a front get, wiper. Here's what he's talking get, about. Because the shit is on my balls, too. The water and shit is on my balls. Yo, after the bidet, my life has changed. It's I'm like, like a quarter as many wipes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I barely use tissue. But I'm <laughs> mess- <laughs> I barely use tissue. You don't have to. You don't fucking I need have to. to. I need to get this bidet. But you're a front wiper is what you're saying. No, I mostly wipe like this. I just do that when I need to get the rest of the I water Am I crazy shit. for standing? No, you're not. I stand too. I'm unhappy. I at least squat. I at least squat when I... Uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't stand straight up. In my, <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just saying in my experience, in the stand-up versus sit-down conversation, mm-hmm. a lot of the stand-up controversy is that when you stand up, you you're, you're, close you're your clenching butt, the butt a little bit. You're clenching the butt clenching a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, All right, I hear that. Spread that's, the mess. That's a good. But I got long-ass hands, you know what I'm saying? I feel you. I got long-ass arms. The chances of me punching the fucking poop that I just pooped is very high. Mm-hmm. I know this because it's happened to me before. Yeah. So I stand to protect myself is what I'm saying. Yeah, I get it. I get it. But if somebody's bringing shit to balls, that's, he's, he says that's he, not what he's you saying. You lift up the balls; they're out of the way. But no, you're a front wiper, my guy. 
No, I also wipe from the back. But I just do wipe, that. Bro, you told I've me wiped the front, from the front. Right? I've wiped from wiper. the front. I've wiped from the front. And I've wiped from it proudly because I make sure my ass is clean. That's fair. No, that's what he's saying. He's, that's what he's talking about. Facets. So he's saying he lifts the balls to make sure. So mm-hmm. it's like a clean swipe. Yeah. But I, I think he was saying, even if he's lifting the balls, he's still going like this. Yeah. He's still coming toward the balls. Whereas if I do it. You're exiting I'm, right before you hit the taint. Yes. Just abandoning ship. Yeah. That's fair. What was this guy's name? The quiet that asked He definitely didn't say his he name. He didn't say his name. And I want to give him props for dropping gonna, such a wild thing. I was going to follow him back. Oh, Sophie oh. out here shooting her shot. You like the sound Ooh. of his voice? Yo. No. I just, you like the sound just, of his voice? I just you like that he's a back wiper? <laughs> oh, my God. I'm very unhappy. <laughs> With them DMs, yo. You the one who wanted to follow him. <laughs> uh, I was just trying to let's, let's hit another one. <laughs> <laughs> That was a very All good right. one. That one got me. That I was like very that good. One. I like that one. All right. Uh, Sophie, you are being so loud this right being now. Ridiculously loud. <laughs> like, being ridiculously loud. You're being so loud, loud right now. It's revenge for whatever food you guys ate the entire year. Yeah, uh, I, mean, I mean, sure. But, okay. I mean, there's a difference. But, uh, <laughs> I'm so hungry. All right. I, I just want you guys to know that don't you ever talk about me eating yeah, on this no. show again. Because Sophie has a big-ass brown paper bag. <laughs> Right next to the microphone. I am never that fucking loud never. when I eat. All right, here's All right here we go. Hey, Culture Kings. I just got a quick question. This is mainly for Edgar, but Jacques, you can kind of chime in on this too. Edgar, as somebody who has lived in both the Northeast, like the Southwest or the Southeast, depending on how you want to categorize Texas, and, you know, like the, the West, uh, like Cali and whatnot, how would you say that, each of those regions kind of affected your perspective on your blackness, kind of affected your perspective on black culture, uh, affected your, your perspective on, um, you know, just people around you because of how they interact with you. Just in general, how did your experiences in living in these different parts of the country affect who you are today as a black man? That's a very good question. It's a very good question. Uh, I would say, well, for me, I think, Especially when we get to the south, I guess southwest part. I, I mean, I understand that confusion. I, I guess I would put it in southwest, which it isn't, but we'll put it there. Um, it, it gets confusing because at that point in my life was probably the least amount of black people I was around, period. Because I was living in McAllen, Texas. I was living on the border of Mexico. There was some black people there mostly related to me or, like, you know, in some way knew my family. I didn't, like, there wasn't, like, I was the only black kid in my public school. And I was the only black man in my high school when I graduated, the high school I graduated from. So I think out of the three places that had the most predominant effect on me because I kind of like grew up in a bubble uh, uh, for a little bit. And I've talked about this. Um, some dumbass nigga, uh, I put up this tweet the other day about how like, I'm like, don't ever forget that I'm a hood nigga and all this shit. And then I put up the picture of me as Skeeter. <laughs> uh, in my friend's live action uh, Doug play but um, and this guy like tweeted at me he was just like you you ain't even you ain't ever even drive by the hood and I was like I just muted it and uh, if you're hearing this just know that I muted it and uh, I will never see it and you'll never uh, be able to respond to me ever again but um, why I did that was because I, I think what is very infuriating to me at times is because I had that southwest segment of my life um, people do often think that I'm from this very like whitewashed world, which even though where I grew up in the Southwest, by nature, 
is more dangerous than anywhere anyone in this room or any hood nigga has ever like because the violence that happened there is a kind of violence that is so like straight up disgusting that you still hear about it in the Washington Post today. Uh, it's cartel violence, which is mm. fucking terrifying. But um, I did grow up in that area, and I did go to a lot more uppity duppity schools around that area. And I think when I got back to the West Coast and were around more black people, they kind of like looked down upon me and judged me a little bit. And I think that made me hardened in a certain way and a little bit apathetic to certain parts of black culture in a, in a way that I'm still trying to unlearn and get rid of now. But, I mean, I was from the fucking, like, you know, hood back in New York. And I do think that my parents at a time at times did a disservice removing me from that. But, I mean, it's still a part of who I am. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I hope that answered your question. I think that being removed from it and moving to the Southwest in a place that was very secluded from black culture had a bit of a negative effect on me. Yeah. I do think so. Uh, toward what you view as your blackness. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I, I think, like, you know, I became... I mean, I think more so moving back to the West Coast and then having other black people being like, you ain't black, you whitewash, and be like, I, yeah. I know, like, and and I guess, did I spend the least amount of my time in Texas? Yes. But did I spend some very significant developmental years there? Yeah. Yes, 14 through 18. Spent yeah. it there in that mostly white, or mostly... Latinx you spent your school. high school time. I mean, most people where you are for high school shapes who you are. Same Absolutely. thing with me. Like, I grew up on the south side of Chicago up until 13. Yeah. And then I moved to Lansing, Illinois, which was a suburb for the first time in my life. It was the first time I ever lived in a suburb. More yeah. white people around me than ever. Absolutely. Uh, first time I went to school with majority white people. I went Absolutely. to black schools all the way through eighth grade. Uh, and even freshman year before I transferred. Um and getting into drama or theater, I should say, mm-hmm. uh, listening to different type of music. Everything that I am now is mostly shaped around high school. That three year period I went to TF South, uh, and I've grown and stuff. Like college also shaped me and things like that. But the core base of what I feel like I am is based off of that. And for me, as far as it affecting my blackness. I feel like a lot of that, I've really understood that a lot more since I moved out here, Mm -hmm. even though I went to college in Chicago. Yeah. uh, Because, you know, in your early, your late teens, early 20s, you're still shaping who you are. Absolutely. But you're coming to terms with who you are at that point. I mean, that's what you said. It's like when you're in your 30s, you finally go, uh, this is who I am. This is who I fucking am. Yeah. Uh, Going off of what you said, and one of the things that kind of upsets me, like when you're talking about like how this stage is so important, is like last night, like I had this epiphany and I almost tweeted it, but I was like, I shouldn't tweet this. This is too sentimental. But I was just like, it is crazy how much being around black people recharges me. Mm -hmm. Like truly being at that internet concert yesterday, and look, there were white people abound, but. An update to my very controversial tweet about how every white woman uh, was dating, or every black man had a white girlfriend at the Challenge Gambino concert. At the internet concert, every woman had a girlfriend. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) um, But, um, like, I I was just like, it makes me mad when people tweet these things about me and be like, you're whitewashed, or you're like, "You, you don't understand that my favorite times in Los Angeles and my favorite people to be around are usually 
black people. Like, I mean, that's like where I feel recharged. That's when like, even like, you know, Anna comments on it all the time. She's like, you have a different energy when you're around your black friends than you are when you're with your white friends. And I'm like, yeah, I feel more comfortable and mm-hmm. I'm more okay being myself. Yeah, I feel like I'm constantly, and especially because I work in comedy and I do podcasts and stuff, I constantly feel like I'm putting on an act around white people that I don't feel the pressure to when I'm around black people. Well, see, here's the thing too. Uh, like I've gotten more comfortable in my blackness being around more black people in this comedy world, but we are a certain or specific bubble. Uh, we are different. I think what this has taught me is we, I, I've always known this, but I've gotten more comfortable with we're not all the same because even more than white people, I've been told you act white by more black people than anything else. I, you know, I, I, there's a type of front you feel like you put on sometimes when you're around white people, but there's a type of fraudness that you feel sometimes when you're around other black people if yeah. you are not up to the quote-unquote black stereotype yeah. that even black people hold for themselves right mm-hmm. so for me yeah i i've gotten more comfortable with that so now no matter where i am i'm just comfortable with being me yeah. and my blackness is just who I am. I don't nothing. Yeah, yeah. I, I there's just, no there's no uh, 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 code switching. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, maybe still so, but not as much as it used to be. I'll never be comfortable being me. <laughs> okay. On that note, we'll be right back, y'all. More voicemails after this. We back. All right. This is a two parter. This is a two parter. I'm gonna play one first. So my nine-year-old daughter came over to me and said, Hey, Dad, what do you call two guys hanging on a window? And I don't know. And she said, curtain rod. And the other one that she said was, Hey, Dad, uh, oh, fuck, I can't remember now. That's because I'm high off this fucking gorilla glue that I got going on over here. All right, fellas, if I think of it, I'll call you back. And he called back. So I remembered the joke my nine-year-old daughter told me. She said, what do you call a boy named Lee that no one talks to? Lonely. Man, I fucking laughed my ass off. By the way, this is Monty. That was my favorite one so far. I mean, I really like the questions. I, mean, <laughs> I think like, the questions are good. I just like that. Monty. Monty, that was very fucking funny what you said. Anyways, my name is Monty. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> and it was after like a five second pause. Yeah. Uh, he also said, we laughed at this, but he also said, check his, I know you don't like me. Uh, I like you, Monty. Oh, I like you, Monty. this is Monty, this our is favorite Mon- troll. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yes, yes. And when I heard this and he said, this is Monty, after I was like, that's exactly the voicemail I would expect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what, Monty? I, look, we don't dislike you. We At have all. a lot of respect for you. We, we think like you're very you a funny. Lot. I yeah. just don't respond. No. <laughs> but Monty, I think you're very, very funny. Uh, uh, I, I appreciate all the what, trolling that you do. What is... Shout what out it, to Gorilla Glue. I know. It's a very, very good, funny. very good strain of weed. Very good. It, it definitely does glue you to your couch if you yeah. smoke it. What Ooh, is I gotta a, go pick up my weed later. What is a... I what's a, to do tonight. what's a childhood joke that you would tell? Like, what's, what's your favorite childhood joke that you... 
Because I mean, he here's got one that I would, uh, Here's one that I would say a lot when I was a kid that people were just like, oh, this is kind of cute. And I think that this might be when I discovered I wanted to be a comedian. I would always say, uh, don't ever eat smoked meat. Because you don't know who smoked it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's very funny. Is yours you. funnier? Mine is a You're kicked out of the room. Mine Sophie. is a Sorry. Take your take your chips. <laughs> take your chips and get out the room, get Sophie. Out. You're out. Uh mine is a mine is You're a messing with the money. <laughs> mine is a setup. Mine okay. is a little bit of a story. So all right. So there's this uh ten year old boy. He's at that age. Where oh, you know, man, I'm sorry. he is. He <laughs> I, this hit me. I mean, I, I go with you, joke. Okay, okay. Aww. He's at that age where he's getting curious about life and shit like that. So he comes up to his mom and he says, "Mom, how much do you wait? How much do you weigh?" And she looked at him and was like, "Son, you never ask a woman how much she weighs. That's just something you don't do." I'm sorry, I'm not answering that. He gets sad. He goes away. He comes back the next day. Ma, how old are you? And she says, "Son." You never ask a woman how old she is. That is not the thing you do. I thought I taught you better than that. I'm not answering these questions. Get away from me. Mm-hmm. He got sad, wondering why his mama won't answer any of his questions. He came back the next day, asked what he thought was just a really legitimate question. Mm-hmm. Ma, why did dad leave? She was like, son, I'm just going to ask your father that. So he's defeated. He goes to school. He tells his parents. He tells his friends, man, my mama won't answer anything. I keep asking the question. She won't answer anything. And his friend says, oh, well, if you just look at her license, everything you know need to know about your mama is on her license. So he says, okay. Goes home, gets her license, studies it. He's happy. Goes to his mom. Mom, I know how much you weigh. How much? 152 pounds. Mm-hmm. That's right. Ma, I know how old you are. How old? 52. That's right. And Ma, I know why you and dad got a divorce. Why? Cause you got an F in sex. Yeah. <laughs> that was my joke. That was my joke. That I, I know told as a kid. I, I know a different ten-year-old joke. That's why I thought you were going to tell this ten-year-old. That was joke. a great joke. Uh, <laughs> the ten-year-old joke that I know is uh, uh, there's a ten-year-old kid who can't stop sucking his thumb. This, he Aww. keeps sucking his thumb. All mm-hmm. all he does is suck his thumb, suck his thumb. His mom hates it. Tries to beat him out of him. Tries to yell at him. Take away his games. Mm-hmm. Won't stop sucking his thumb. So finally, his mom's just like, "All right, what do I do?" And they in the grocery store one day. And she points at this fat nigga, just this big old <laughs> fat nigga. And she's like, this is what happens to you if you keep sucking your thumb. If you keep sucking your thumb, you're going to look just like this fat nigga. And it affects the kid. Like, the kid really takes his in. He's like, I don't want to be no fat nigga. Like, mm-hmm. I, can't, I can't do this shit. So then one day he sees this pregnant lady, and he's just staring at her. He's just staring at her and staring at her. The pregnant lady's kind of affected by this. She, she looks at him, and she's like, excuse me, sir, do, do I know you? Like, why are you looking at me? He's like, I don't know you, but I know what you've been doing. Oh my god! <laughs> that was a great one. Nice job. Love it. Love it. That was for you, Monty. That's that all was for you, for Monty. You. Yeah. That's all for you. Uh, all right. I feel like this is. Uh, this will lead us into a debate. Not a debate, really, but this will lead us into a conversation that we haven't talked about in a, in a few episodes. So here we go. What up, Kings? It's your boy, C. Davis, calling out of Dallas, Texas. I just want to say I enjoyed the show. I appreciate you boys getting in there. I appreciate Sophie as well. I appreciate y'all bringing the heat for the podcast, for the people of color. I think you're doing a great job. Uh, let me also say Kevin Durant is trash. 
<laughs> LeBron is the best to ever do it. And Edgar, this is for you, my brother. I don't get it. Hey. <laughs> what did he is, say? This I is don't. a guy. He said, "I don't get it." He tweeted on every episode of Sad Boy Edgar yeah. saying, "I don't get it." Yeah, uh, <laughs> I knew so you were like that. I, uh, I really appreciate that. <laughs> um, I really do appreciate that. That is a very, very good callback. Uh, yeah, um, it's a call, uh, it's a but, callback. Uh, Kevin Durant and KD. I mean, he had to. He, he, he had got to. That dig he in he got you. that dig in. He was prepared. Uh, thank you are so there, much for leaving that. Are there that people moment. who really think Kevin Durant is trash? Like, in I mean, I think I, here's they, what it is. Here's what it is, Jaquise. They here's can't know about basketball. I'll explain it to you in this very simple way. Let's say you dating a girl, yeah. who is by far the hottest girl you've ever dated, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and she cheats on you. Mm-hmm. If someone later was just like, yo, ain't that girl fine? I think you'd have a very hard time saying yes because you couldn't look past the fact that she cheated on you. Right. And I think that's the Kevin Durant thing is that people can't look past the pain that he caused by joining the Warriors and are willing to let that blind them Mm -hmm. over his stats. And how do I know this? Because that's LeBron James with me. Like Mm -hmm. The fact that he picked the Heat, I will never forgive him for it. I'll never do it. Were you rocking with LeBron before that? I love I grew up watching LeBron James, bro. Yeah. Like he was like the first basketball player that I was just like super into besides Kevin Garnett. Like Kevin Garnett was always my favorite player. Mm-hmm. But like LeBron was someone I grew up watching and I was like, damn, this thing is amazing. Mm-hmm. And, Garnett? And, yeah, Garnett. Garnett is probably great. one of the greatest power forwards to ever play the game of basketball. I didn't great. know this about you. Also, you Mercy. are also you are only looking at the three years he played with Boston. He played like eighteen years with Minnesota, <laughs> right? Which is where most of where us most grew of up. His, with like, Kevin yeah, and he yeah. won MVP. Like, yeah, that's that's the Kevin Garnett we always look to when <laughs> but, we think about KG. But yeah, go ahead with the old, you know, the old Boston I mean, Celtics. You can't hit- no, no, no. I wasn't referring to that. I was referring to when he was with the Wolves. Oh, he, I, just, I mean, he also they also didn't just, fuck with the Lakers. Yeah, y'all, the, you yeah. don't fuck with the, the Wolves. Don't fuck with the Lakers. No, I mean, the Wolves knocked the Lakers. They yeah. almost knocked the Lakers out, or did they knock them out one time? They almost knocked them out. Is, they I, got swe- They they lost just, the year he won MVP. Co- there's just a couple players that like distinctly like like uh, the Karl Malone types, Kevin mm-hmm. Garnett types. I just it's just hard look. KG changed like. a lot when he when he loved Minnesota. KG used to be like. Vicious. Fun loving, well, He's vicious. He he but turned in a good into way. like a huge tr- trash talker. Yeah, uh, when he went to Boston. Oh no, 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 he was a trash talker, but he was always. Yeah. That's why I fell in love with him, bro. He's, he's always, always been, been that, that guy. hard, but he, he beat he his head angry. with a basketball when he was at Minnesota. Like he like after yeah. he missed his thing, he was like, ah, he just hit it. Like yeah. that's who he's. All, that's why I fell in love with him because like he's an energy like because I was never you know I'm not I can't dribble, I can't shoot that well. But, like, you know, I had that turn around a little bit. And, like, that's, like, that was his energy is what mm-hmm. I was so amazed by. On the court, yeah. he. I'm talking, like, there was, when he left Minnesota and went to Boston, he had, he had, like, a personality shift, I feel like. I think the only and thing that made it look like that is that he had a bigger spotlight by being in Boston. Maybe. Maybe but that was I'm what it was. You, he's all, go look at Kevin, Gar- Gar- Kevin Garnett mixtapes. He's always been that kind of nigga yeah because on the court he's always been but i felt like he was a lot more fun loving uh especially like in interviews and shit after the game yeah and then when he went to boston it was just like he's still like that i mean him he, and craig he sager have an amazing relationship yeah they do had an rest in peace craig sager but that is yeah. one nigga i miss man like just seeing a him lot. on the sidelines so uh much. craig sager was a dope was yeah. a dope ass sideline reporter uh yeah, I don't, I don't get the whole KD. I mean, listen. Oh, KD hate. Yeah, I think. I mean, I look. get. I your analogy makes perfect sense. 
and I do feel that if somebody is saying, oh, you know, I, I'm jilted by him. Because for a while. But he's so good. He's great. But for a while, I was on that with LeBron, too, especially when he went to the Heat. Mm-hmm. I rooted for them to fail. Yeah. Uh, the decision was. Yeah. I rooted was, for them to fail. Once he dropped that special, I was like, this is the most. The only way that I would like that special is if he ended up with the Knicks. Yeah. Because to do that, I was like, this is so fucking is crazy. Like, what do you think? Uh, what do you think? Uh, I think it's dope. There's this video going out right right now whenever you listen to this of him talking to his son after LeBron is is becoming like in his mature state he is becoming cuz I didn't used to like Kobe either until maybe 2005 six, after the Shaq years is when I started fucking with Kobe uh-huh uh and I feel like I'm at that stage now with LeBron where I'm like you know what I'm fucking with you as a person yeah. as a ball player whatever he's always been great but I'm like I'm fucking with you as a person more and more Mm-hmm. Uh, over the past like two years in his career than I ever have. Yeah, yeah. So he's dope. I agree. Uh I think let's wrap this first part up, guys. Just wrap it up. Wrap We've it appreciated. Up. We got some more. We gonna hit you up with a part two of this. Uh let me get this out. Depending on when this comes out, it's coming out before the the live show. So mm-hmm. January thirteenth. Absolutely. Uh, we did a Q and A at our Chicago show. I think we're gonna do another one at this show. Uh, Carl Tart is going to be there, so you will get him to be on behind the mic mm-hmm. to talk to you guys. Uh, if you are in Southern California, come on out to the live show, guys. Come we got up. Open Mic Eagle. Uh, we got uh, some more special guests to be announced. Uh, maybe they are already announced by the time this episode comes out. Get tickets. They are $10 if you get them right now. Or if you'd like to procrastinate and you want to get them at the door, they will be $15 January 13th, 2019 at the Dynasty Typewriter in Los Angeles, 10 o'clock. That's a Sunday night. Get the tickets on culturekingspod.com, guys. It is our one-year anniversary. Come celebrate with us. Uh, If you can make it to the show, if it is willing, if it is God willing for you to make it, we want to see you there, guys. We want to see you there 100%. What else, man? What else? Uh, There is a... Trash bag in front of me that is filled <laughs> with Culture Kings merch. Mm-hmm. It is beautiful. It Gorgeous. is amazing. Get on there, tpublic.com. I believe that we, there is a chance that we will be selling very special one-year anniversary merch up on tpublic soon. There is a chance. There is a chance. Mm, mm, so mm. be on the lookout for that. Save your dollars. Save your cents for that. Yes. Besides that, you can follow Jaquise at Jaquise Neal on all the social media. You can follow Edgar on Edgarmom at Edgarmom0 on the Twitter. And at Alphagram on Instagram. At Culture Kings Pod on everything. Guys, this has been a pleasure. We like hearing your voices. So we're going to do this again. We like you. We love you. We shall return.